You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. It's still, it's still, it's still, it's still not good. Again, you still, <coughs> I mean, well, what are you going to do? You, there's no, there's no Tim Hortons around here. Hold, so. hold on. I'll be back in two hours. I'm running to Ashland, <laughs> Ohio, an hour away to get a Tim Hortons coffee. How do you get one in Ashland and Mansfield, but you don't get one I in Cleveland? I have no That's, idea. I guess oh. they branch from Columbus whenever they used yeah, to be the headquarters. Could there. be. I know that the two down there are owned by the same guy. Oh yeah, so that's that's what it is. Probably I think he, does he lives good under business. Uh, he does a great business, especially yeah. especially when I'm in town. <laughs> Doubles and triples his his coffee. So that's what it is. So yeah, welcome back to Wednesday. Yes, we are here at the Cleveland Baptist Church. Still, we're going to be here for a while. Yes, we're going to do some uh, some recording this week for maybe future events when we can't record together. We'll be able to do that. So that's what's happening. Go. So here we are and. Uh, as we walk through the halls and uh, remember some of the sights oh, and man. sounds and the people. Lots well, and lots of memories. What an incredible church. Amen. We're, we're here recording, and every room in this church today is being used by some group. <laughs> yes. Homes, Something home. is going on somewhere in every every piece of this building. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. And that's what you want. And what, Amen. A, what a great history. Phenomenal Amen. history. And... Uh, as we go through this, we've just laid to rest my mother-in-law, who, um, you know, in the founding of this church was such an integral yes. part of building this church. We, we could do an entire oh. week's worth of podcasts yeah. talking about her. Oh, for sure. I mean, just, a month, a month Just long. amazing. An amazing, yeah. amazing woman. Yeah. You know, my wife had told me. That she, when she was teaching, she was disappointed she was not able to go to the ladies' Bible studies. Mm. And whenever she stopped teaching as our children were being reared, she loved those ladies' Bible studies. Mm. And, you know, everybody has their own style. I'm not not putting anybody down. Mrs. Thompson, my wife said that she could exegete Scripture Mm As good as any preacher oh. she had ever heard. Oh yeah, she said there's. She said every Bible study was loaded yeah. with doctrine, mm-hmm. and and it's no wonder so many ladies were helped by the scriptures. Yeah, with the amount of doctrine they were mm-hmm. received, not only through the preaching but also through the ladies' meeting. It wasn't yeah. just a book of the month club or craft time. It was you know every mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of doctrine. And then the ladies that were able to went out and went sewing everywhere. Right. I right. mean, what a what a great thing. Yeah, that was so important that they got that kind of teaching. Yes. Because the preaching here was so weak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was hardly any Bible. It was just a bunch of jumping around, pounding a pulpit. 
know. And for those of you that don't know, we are kidding. Oh, man. Wow, the preaching in this church. Amen. Not, not just my father-in-law, Amen. Dr. Thompson, but Amen. you think of some of the preachers that preached in the pulpit oh, of this wow. church over these wow. last, well, 50-some-odd 50, 50 years. It's incredible. Yep. Wow. Great. Well, in that well, past— that's where you start thinking of the amazing assistant. Oh, absolutely. You know, whenever I think of uh, Brother Wojnarowski, who is the <laughs> assistant pastor here, whenever Pastor Thompson was gone and Dr. Bob Jones Jr. preached. And, of course, oh. he was, you know, not the third and not the first, but junior. Right. And, of course, he's in a lot of those Bob Jones films. Mm. And, you know, he had such a distinct voice. Yeah. And I can still remember on a Sunday night, Brother Wojnarowski saying, well, we're delighted to have as our special speaker. Um, um, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, and he turned around and went, I'm sorry, what's your name again? And as only he could, he went, Bob Jones. <laughs> you know, like, and he said, oh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Brother Jones is from... Um, <laughs> Um, he, he is, uh, I'm sorry, where are you from again? And he went, Bob Jones University. <laughs> so when he eventually got up, he goes, thank you, brother. Haven't had an introduction like that since the last time I was in Warsaw. <laughs> because his last name was Wojnarowski. Have you on the ski? <laughs> and for our Canadian friends, that's Polish. <laughs> yeah, in Canada, um, their last names end in toboggan. <laughs> well, there's great. a large Polish community in oh, Cleveland. Big Polish community. You know, and so yeah. uh, oh, and he was part of it. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That's great. Oh, how many how many assistant pastors do you think have been on the staff of this church over wow. the years? Wow. Well, my dad was oh, the first one. Yeah. And he and we were here nine or ten years. But uh Wow. I think, like, if you talk about associate pastor, who would be, like, the you know, but, I mean, staff altogether. I mean, yeah, I know. guys I, that I have worked on staff. 30, oh, 40? At least. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot. Because I was here 20 years, and yeah. so a lot of people come and go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I only made it five, and I got fired. So <laughs> you didn't get fired. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> I've never no. told anybody. <laughs> no, 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 no. So that yeah, the the assistant. So let's talk about the assistant. Most churches have an assistant pastor, whether it be a youth Many. pastor, yep. yeah, and well, they just pay to run pay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of smaller churches that do have mm -hmm. somebody that maybe they maybe they were called to preach and just are mm -hmm. not really in ministry and mm -hmm. they're trying to do what they can or maybe it's somebody that has been in ministry and now they've retired mm -hmm. and they're trying to help or you know somebody that that maybe feels a burden yeah. to possibly go into ministry mm -hmm. and some of those assistants then become the pastor yeah after the you know the senior pastor uh, mm -hmm. moves on so they become the pastor and here it was brother Kevin Folger Amen. And we could talk about him. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of stories. Oh, yes. About that time when you took everything out of his office. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice stories. We have nice stories. We do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me check my notes. <laughs> Just a minute. Uh, Pastor Thompson was okay. my boss for oh, seven I, years. I found one. <laughs> Pastor Folger was my boss for 13. Yeah, so. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Brother Folger was a great guy to work with. 
great guy to work with. I have never seen anyone personally with the amount of character that he has. Yeah. When he made the decision to do something, he just did it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And he had the un, the unpleasant task of taking a staff from oh. somebody else oh. who is used to Pastor Thompson's style yeah. of non-getting in your way <laughs> yeah. unless he got mad at you. Right. And then to try to bring them up to a current, uh, <laughs> you know, approach of actually accountability yeah. instead of just doing as you please. So yeah. that, that was unpleasant. But, uh, man, it, this church would not exist today right? if he had not been the pastor. Yeah. Because uh, he was part Humanly of speaking, yeah. signing that mortgage yeah. for the for the school building, yeah. which had a balloon payment. I forgot what, how much it was, oh, $3 million, yeah, something it was, like that. It was huge. But, but he was aware that a balloon payment was coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, I remember it took us almost about a year and a half to get back on an actual budget. Mm. Brother Thompson never did a budget. No, you know? no. Yeah. If he saw a need, he just spent it. In fact, yeah. he told me that. He said, if it's if it's a need, get it. If it's a want, wait on it. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of how he you know, functioned in the ministry. And it worked. It worked for him. Worked for him. It wouldn't work today. Oh, man. Not today. Not with all of the bureaucracy you've got to go through as a church today. But... Yeah, um, and and brother Kevin was was an administrator, yes. um, and and he he was the guy that had to go from that A type personality, you know, almost a bull in a china shop sometimes, to a guy that kind of just held things steady and firm, doctrinally sound. Amen. And you know he like most associates, that assistant pastor associate. What he does is he takes care of the lot of, a lot of the things that the pastor can't really afford the time to take care of, and he has to kind of read the mind of the pastor and know his thoughts and then make those things happen. And I, I think that's a quality of many associate pastors. A good associate is that yeah. guy, right? And I tried to do that. This. Yeah, I, I really did. I tried yeah. to I tried to examine what the weaknesses and strengths were and try to fill in. Maybe the gaps, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't need to touch the strengths. Yeah, I tried to learn from the strengths, mm -hmm. actually. So yeah, and as I came on staff here as an assistant pastor, I thought, well, what is my role here? And I found out very quickly it was um, talking to my father-in-law on the way home uh, from work and telling him um, that he shouldn't fire you and those other guys. <laughs> <laughs> intercessory. That's right. That was the my role. Intercessory assistant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then became the comforter, the Holy Spirit to the rest <laughs> of you guys. As you'd get in there and get reamed out by Mr. Folger, who was who was really, to, to us, I think the consummate second man. Oh, man. Um, he was the guy. Yes, he was. He ran, he ran the everyday operations Absolutely. of the church, and he ran it Absolutely. top notch. But he was he was a great guy. But buddy, you better do it right, or he was going to let you know it. Well, yeah, it was his personality, is what he was, and that's what he was hired to do. Because Pastor Thompson didn't want to mm -mm, deal with that. Mm -mm. You know, he just expected everybody was going to do what they should do, and right. that doesn't always work yeah, out. You know, yeah. when I started here, you know, I said, "So what do you want me to do?" He goes, "What are you for?" I said, well, to be the bus director. He said, then go be the bus director. <laughs> that was my whole, yeah. uh, you know, training time and, <laughs> and right. stuff. So I said, um, 
what time am I supposed to come in and say, uh, go ask Bob Folger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Am I going to have a desk or something? Yeah, go ask Bob Folger. What about keys? Go ask Bob Folger. Okay, then I got yeah, the idea. Right. This meeting's over. I'm going to go talk to Bob Folger. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He was, he, and he was a great associate in that. I think, again, I think one of the great qualities of a great assistant or associate pastor is that they guard the pastor. Mm-hmm. There there were times when they would have to let people through to the pastor to deal with things. But a lot of times, Brother Folger Sr., Brother Bob Folger and Brother Kevin Folger, Brother B. Folger for a time, had to deal with people and their problems before it got to the pastor. And they would always let the pastor know. Yes. They always they always told oh, them. Yes. Oh, but yes. They would they would try to head some things off, and the if they pastor couldn't. needs to know everything that you have done and everybody right. that you've counseled, right. and the general tenor of what you've done. Yeah, he needs to be aware of that. If in if anybody is an assistant pastor, and some church member says, "I need to talk to you in private," but you can't tell anybody. Yeah, I would always say, yeah. "I'm going to tell the pastor." Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, he can't know. Well, then don't talk to me. Yeah. I can understand. Don't tell your wife. Don't tell somebody else. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yes, I agree with that. The pastor needs to know. Mm -hmm. The pastor has the spiritual oversight of the church. That's what the under-shepherd is. And whenever you take that away or you remove that from him, you are doing a disservice not only to him but to the rest of the church. Right, absolutely. And for those of you that would maybe not understand that, I mean, if somebody comes— you know, back to the pastor, well, your associate said, well, sometimes it's not what the associate said. And you've got to make sure that those accounts line up and that you have not tried to manipulate that church member as an assistant or that you've brought some harm to the pastor. You've got to be careful. And as a pastor, you've got to know those things. So, well, And that's not why. even that, whenever you add in, let's say some, some man came to you for counseling mm-hmm. on uh, maybe some impure thoughts. Mm. that he's had and maybe he reveals to you that that he's had some impure thoughts about some people in the in the congregation. Oh yeah. And then, you know, two weeks later the pastor says, I'm gonna have him teach the adult Sunday school yes, class. Yeah. Well he needs to know that. Right. Not not because you don't like the guy, but mm-hmm. he needs to be aware to make his decisions. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and there's all kinds of different things you could do with that. Wow. The assistant. How about the musical Music man, or the magical or mystical music man. Yeah, ah, the mystical music the man. Mystical music man, because sometimes they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're living on a cloud all by themselves. <laughs> People that have an artistic side, yes, musical side. Sometimes they're they're just a little. They're using the different side of their brain. They're using the left side of the brain. Yes, and so sometimes it's and hard to only know. Only the left side of the brain sometimes. <laughs> Send your email to pastor at mymncbc.com. I'll take it. That's right. I I guarantee you I can can counter anything you're going to tell me. Oh, man. I was a music man for a while. At our church in St. Well, yeah. Led the choir. So was I, too. Yeah. Yep. A, a lot of pastors start out as the music guy because mm-hmm. you can't afford a guy to do it, and mm-hmm. the church doesn't always have that. So it's it's really a, a real treat if you can hire a guy to do that stuff. And Yes. And there are or, some churches that have a lady. Or even have a talented man mm-hmm. in your church that can do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. And there's some churches that have had ladies do that, and it works for them. My so. son was a music major. In Bible college, 
And that's one of the things that was constantly being reinforced is most music guys in the church are a little bit wacko. Yeah. You know, either they're yeah. e- either they seem doesn't mean they are, but they seem effeminate mm-hmm. or they're very nerdy or they have just no common sense. Yeah. And and so to be able to to be able to do those things, but I, I think what helps is whenever if you've been called to preach and you wind up doing music, you mm. have a complete different concept right, right. of what you're doing right. than than simply thinking music only. Right. I think music men can be a little temperamental sometimes too. Oh yeah. They can they can be temperamental. So know that. And this church has had some great music guys over the year. We're talking about the ghosts of of past, right? And uh Paul Roche. Paul was a great a great music guy. He here. knew music. He knew music. Um, he was he was just a he was just a great guy, but he had he had his little music man mm-hmm. things. He loved the clarinet. He was very um, you know when he backed up, he would beep. <laughs> you can hear that we're recording, and they're moving the lift in the auditorium at the Cleveland Baptist Church, and it's going backwards. So, um, but Paul Paul had a great uh, platform decorum. I think he he was very excitable. Um, he was he was a good guy. Good he was guy. Okay. Good, good music guy. Yeah. I no one's ever beat my dad. Oh yeah. You know, I no I didn't know your dad. I didn't know yeah, your dad in that just, role. You know, I mean, he could get people to want to sing. Yeah, right. I mean, there was just the joy that he had, the talent that he had, and the uh, you know, the ability to infuse himself into that song mm-hmm. to get people to want to sing and they loved to sing, right. and they sang very loudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was with that group of people that they called it evangelistic song leading, right? You know where they where they taught them of how to lead uh, songs in a large auditorium mm-hmm. to five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. You need to over accentuate and exaggerate everything you do so mm-hmm. people can see it. Right. And so when you do that, even if you're doing it in front of a hundred, mm-hmm. now people are into it because you are you are into it also. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of those guys I find some of the best music guys are former pastors or, or guys like your dad that had a pastoral mm-hmm. training, right? Mm-hmm. You understand the importance of yes. music and you understand. And its place. Its place. It absolutely. is secondary to the preaching. Yes. You know, it isn't yes. everything. But it, it leads. secondary to the preaching. Yeah, it leads to the preaching and it prepares for the preaching if it's done right. And uh, there have been some guys here that have been able to. It do has that the effect years. on it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been some. There's been some interesting people here. You know, I can yeah. think of some names of people yeah. that that was in between my dad yeah. and you know the later the those middle years that right. that were very interesting. Yes, people. I know some of those names. <laughs> I, I know I heard the stories of some of those guys. And then today situation, you've got uh, Mike who does our opening, by the way, and we haven't talked about him for a while. Mike uh, Harness is the guy that does our opening. Yes, and uh, he talked to me the other day. Um, we were at a wedding together. My mm. uh, my nephew, 
uh, got married at his sister's awesome. house, his sister-in-law's house. And he goes, you know what? He says, we're coming up on a new era. Both of you guys you know, are now 40 years in the ministry. We need to do a, a new opening. Yeah, it'll be next year. Yeah. Because I yeah. graduated in 82, you graduated in 84. Right. So when we hit 2023, then right. we can say mm-hmm. over 80 years. Yeah. That's right. So he says, I, I got to start practicing that because he said, man, I was so <laughs> nervous doing this opening. He goes, I had to do it so many times. He goes, That's great. And he he get, did a good job. He did a great job. Yeah. And uh, some of you have heard it, you know, almost 800 times now. So, yeah. Well, no, they've heard it almost 2,500 times because they've listened. Oh, yeah. Re-listened. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So some of you have heard it eight times. (laughs) 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 Really slowly. (laughs) Or really fast. (laughs) But uh, so Mike leads the congregational singing and then Brother uh, Ron Van Kirk does the choir. And uh, so you have two men that kind of mm-hmm. take both of those. So, and uh, a lot with that choir, a choir changes things. Um, I'm trying to think of how many churches I'm in now that have choirs. I think still the bulk of them have uh, a choir. Probably. I have a choir. We we have a choir at, at North Columbus because I want a choir. Mm-hmm. I want people to come in when the service is going on to see exactly what kind of church we are. Mm-hmm. I, I want them to know immediately as they walk in the door. Right. And for some, maybe they won't like it. I understand that. But right. I think many people do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a good choir can really bring a, Amen. a service to life very quickly. Amen. And there are some that do that really, really well. And I, I'm finding that people in general are not as, I don't want to say as musical, but I don't find that they're not as trained. They're not as trained. Um, music has the music has shifted in people's lives. People are more content to listen than to perform. I think, and there are a lot of people that just don't get involved. And if you've got a good voice today, and you can help your church by being in the choir or starting a choir or something like that, wow! Oh, amen. Yeah, and amen. then this this church has an orchestra. Yes, um, they have a, they have an orchestra that plays, mm-hmm. and uh, some some of them have played a very long time. Roger Hoppins has been playing the trumpet amen. here for. Well, we we are not near the size, obviously. Yeah. But uh, we've got five, six people that play instruments on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, and so you can start it out small, and it it adds. Let me tell you, Mm -hmm. with with three trumpets, one trombone, and and a guitar, and Mm -hmm. a and a cello. Man, that sounds awesome, the, the way it adds to the congregation. Absolutely. In yeah. even a smaller church like ours. Yeah. Um, at Cleveland Baptist, or Cleveland Baptist, at Bible Baptist, um, we, had, we had a great little musical group. We had a couple trumpets, clarinets, mm. flutes, saxophone. Amen. We had a, we had a, a phenomenal it saxophone. Really it, it really does. It does. And then that drum set, wow, we really beat it out Amen. on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. But. And all the instruments, praise the Lord. That's you right. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it properly. You, you can do it properly. And 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 we did. And uh, it it really added. Uh, it, it was awesome. So so it leads me to say, why is it that many song guys, music guys, want to preach in between their songs, and many preachers want to sing, sing. in their sermons? Yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah. I I think. It, when you understand the history of songs and and you really allow the words to speak, because a lot of times we sing songs and we just we've done it so long, so many times we just kind of skate through it, mm-hmm. right? If you really stop and think about them, there's a message in a lot of those. Oh, I'm not opposed. We great. do that. I have yeah. I have our son do that at times. He'll let me tell you the story behind this song. Yeah, it, that's fine. But mm-hmm. 
to preach, to, you know, to start giving a devotion in between. It's not time for that. It's right. time to sing. Yes. Yeah. You got to, you got to keep it short. And I've heard some song leaders that went way too long and then some, some that could have gone a little longer with it, but that's yeah, great. It adds a lot to the church. That's the music man. Yes. And that's Wednesday. And, uh, Hey, let me ask you, I know we got to be done. Yeah. If you had one quality for the guy on the platform mm. who's leading the song mm-hmm. singing, what it would it be? That one quality, the, the must have quality. I would say sincerity or like an enthusiasm. I like, I like I get, get a guy that gets up, good morning, welcome to you know, North Columbus Baptist Church. We're so glad to have you here today. The Lord has been good. Let's take our song books and stand. I like that. Yeah. Um, but he has to be sincere in that too. Yes. So I think, yeah, that'd be mine. Yeah, How be, about you? Well, I, I didn't think about the answer, just thought about the question, but I, I would have to say that platform presence, assertiveness, mm-hmm. you know, to not get up timidly. Right. And that's more important than having a good voice. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard some song leaders that did well in leading congregational song and they couldn't sing a lick. Right. But they did good in leading the congregation. Yeah. And that assertiveness of confidence of we're here for the Lord, let's let's go, this is important work, mm-hmm. instead of being timid, quiet, yes. and mousy, and now the whole service just feels like, you just not. Uh. Yeah, and, and I think music has changed, and it's changing. And the music of this day is more a corded music, where back in our day, the piano played the notes, we followed the piano, we followed the notes. And so there's a little bit of a change in music today, and that's that's kind of a whole nother podcast. Uh, well, a lot of podcast, new music is not written for four parts. It, it's not. And and it, you can't find the part, and I, right. I'm disappointed in that. I think, yeah. I think that's made music worse. Yeah, I, I definitely like the, the harmony. And yeah. the four-part harmony, or, or even yeah, the more, data you know. song is written is not the issue. Right, it's the way it's, it's written. written. So, yeah, yeah. whole another whole another podcast. Oh yeah, we'll leave it there on uh, Friday. Awesome. We've got we've got a couple. We we may do a couple weeks of this. We'll okay. see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. How, we'll what happened Christmas? Um, we we've got the. Um, well, don't tell. Well, we got to give them a little bit of a clue because okay. that keeps them coming back. Because it's not us. It's not you and me. Oh. It's it's the topics. Yeah. Man, that ruined my Christmas. I'm just going to say sassy. (laughs) That'll give you the clue. Sassy. Who in the church is sassy? (laughs) Tune in Friday to find out. We're going to let you know. And it's not sassy stone either. (laughs) I'm Al Stone. And I'm with my good friend, Brother Wolven, at the Cleveland Baptist Church, who plays with all kinds of objects while I know. he's recording. I know. I just can't <laughs> handle it. it just... <laughs> he plays with his pen. He's dropped a little plastic thing today. Yes. He's just, any noise you hear in this podcast is never me. They won't hear it because I'm doing the editing. Oh. I, I finally tune these editings. So. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Yep. Be listening to see in the days ahead. <laughs> I'm Al Stone. I am with the Canadian Gospel Project, and we are nearing the end of our country with the gospel. So exciting as we get into the Christmas months. Um, The new year begins uh, 
the last two provinces and a big push for the American Gospel Project. Amen. So good things are happening there for sure. Are you going to Israel in this February? Yes, Amen. not in not 2023, oh, 2024. Not 2023. 2024, we've already got a good number of people signed up for that at alstone.ca. And uh, I think we're going to have a great number of people from uh, Cleveland Baptist, from your church, uh, Mansfield Baptist we're Temple. We're planning on it. Yeah. Some other ones. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have a great time. Amen. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I'm telling you, don't miss it. Amen. Don't miss the trip of a lifetime. Please make sure that you give us a rating review and subscribe on your favorite listening platform. This is The Tim Talks, and we'll be back with you on Friday. So have a great day, eh? And tune in again on Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.